What's going on, everybody? And welcome to day one of the Shark Week extravaganza right here on the R&R Pot of Film. We got a good one for you today. The first movie on this list. I'm just going to let Cody talk for the rest of the show, but I'm Glenn <laughs> Rodriguez. Always with me is is uh, the, the man of the hour right now, Cody Repass. Are you ready to do this? I have never been more ready to talk about a movie in my entire in my entire life. Just I'm already fumbling my words. This is my favorite <laughs> movie of all time, and I, we could make this show like six hours long, and I could still talk about Jaws even after that. <laughs> well, let's get into it. So we're talking about, of course, the one, the only, the immortal classic, Jaws, directed by Steven Spielberg, stars Roy Scheider. Uh, Robert Shaw and the great Richard Dreyfuss. Um, you know what this movie's about. You've all seen it, and if you haven't seen it, please just stop listening to us and go watch it, and then come back and listen to us. I cannot uh, be friends with anyone that hasn't seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, mean, right? it, it just it cannot happen. It's it's Michael Myers in the water. That's how I always say it. It'll <laughs> always be like that. Um, but like, without further ado, like I'm just gonna let you ramble for a good 15 minutes, and I'll chime in anytime I feel like I need to say something. Oh, uh, dude, if if we're talking this movie, you have to start with literally as the credits start to come off after mm-hmm. it says Jaws, the iconic opening two minutes, two to three minutes of this movie, you don't see the shark, but you see what the shark does, and. That iconic opening is, it it hadn't been done before. Spielberg did it in a way that nobody had ever seen. And throughout the entire movie, he didn't have to show the shark until a good, what, hour and 15 minutes into the movie. You You never saw the entire shark, how big the shark was. That's another key that... As we get into Shark Week, you'll see my biggest issue with a lot of the movies is they focus way too much on the shark and not the characters like Jaws did. Jaws has arguably the best characters out of any movie of all time. All the characters, the main characters in this movie, you care about. I was telling G off off record, Quint might be my favorite movie character of all time when I was a kid and I watched this movie with my dad I legit cried for like two days when Quint died I I thought he was my best friend and then come to find out he was dead in real life and I cried again for another couple days but going back to the first five minutes of this movie they've they've come out and said the actress that that dies at the first of the movie, they didn't have the shark built when they started filming the movie. So all they could do, they tied ropes onto her and they had Steven Spielberg and I can't remember who the other person was. They pulled her from one Hmm. side to the other and then bobbed her up and down. Like she had, she had bruises and rope burns like she talks about it as like a horrible experience and i believe it like but on screen it is one of the best kills and you don't see the shark that's what makes it even more frightening that's why i love it so much and then you can't talk jaws 
even you can't even scratch the surface of talking Jaws without talking about John Williams' score. Oh His yeah, score of course, is incredible, and the the theme everyone knows. Like it's one of the classic themes for any movie. You, when you think of classic themes, you think of Marvel, you think of uh, Halloween, you think of Star Wars, and you think of Jaws. Jaws might be the most prominent because it was really the first movie that gave you that score that you're like, oh wow, that that is insane. And it really brought people in. The The theme of the movie, da-dum, da-dum, and it, the, just the, it, oh, it's, you, you gotta talk for a minute. I'm talking too much. That's cool. No, it's a pop culture <laughs> phenomenon, that, 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 that soundtrack. The soundtrack, the score, is a character of its own. I love films that utilizes the score as a character, um, and it helps provide the spark that a scene might need if, like, if you just watched it without music it's just a shark killing people it's weird it's like I, when i talk about halloween because halloween i could talk about just the way cody talks about jaws is if you take the music away the score it's just some dude killing people and it's not scary the music helps you feel the moment and john williams the greatest of all time um is just second to none in this and to go back to that the beginning and like the thing you say now you don't really get to see the shark until later in the movie suspense sells suspense works and we're in a time where everything is just thrown at you all at once the suspense is gone and i hate i hate it and this is one of the classic classic uses of suspense that worked so well that by the end of the movie you definitely didn't want to go back in the water yeah and it did it the right way like all the shark movies since Jaws that have tried to replicate the success of Jaws have went at it the wrong way. They they think they have to show a shark eating people and show the shark right away and they have shallow characters that nobody cares about where Jaws, it's, it's character driven. It builds characters that you care about. And then it focuses on the shark when it has to and when it needs to in a third act that's unmatched in any shark movie because you care about the characters and you don't want to see any of them die. But shark movies nowadays, they don't care about that. They're going to throw, just like most horror movies, they're going to throw a bunch of teenagers that are drinking and blah, blah, blah and that you don't care about and they just want to have as many quote-unquote cool shark kills in the movie and they think that's going to make their film great and they're going to be better than Jaws they're never going to there's never going to be a shark movie better than Jaws I will bet my life on it and that that's for the consensus there will never be a shark movie that has a higher IMDB score or a higher Rotten Tomatoes score than Jaws and and of course, there's never going to be a shark movie that's better than Jaws, in my opinion. I mean, Jaws is my favorite movie of all time for every movie, not just sharks. But to go along, it started the summer blockbusters. This movie started it all. It was made on an $8 million budget, and it made $460 million off of, eight mi- off of $8 million. 
And back then, that's killer. Like that was big budget. Eight million dollars back then was a big budget movie, and um, like now it's like pocket change. It's an it's an indie now. Indie yeah. movies are made for eight million dollars, which blows my mind. That's how much inflation has gone nuts. But um, it, it's it was the little movie that I can like that could like no one thought it was gonna do good, and it's like one of those movies that just captivates a country or captivate someone in the summer and like it literally made people not want to go into the water like and you like you said you don't even see the shark later until the movie so like it definitely did so well with so little and that's why it goes down as one of the top 10 movies of all time like i feel like it's in it could be it's like for you it's it's the greatest movie of all time. A lot of people think that it's in, it's in top threes, it's in top fives, it's definitely in the top ten. I don't ever see it going beyond top ten because it's that good. It's that it's that great. It's it's uh, it's Scotty Pippen of movies, I would say. <laughs> and before I start rambling about the characters, which is easily my favorite part of the movie, we have to talk Steven Spielberg. Oh, Every, yeah. everything that he did in this movie is just out of the world what you expect from him now like movies that after that came after Jaws you expected greatness but this is the one that everyone was like wow this guy is the future he has such a great eye he and I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, the first time I watched this movie, I couldn't have been more than, like, six, maybe seven, and I loved it. Like, the first time I watched it, I thought the movie was beautiful, and it was made in the 70s. And just the way he shot it, it, it was rated PG. Like, how does a shark movie that has a shark eating people get rated PG? Somehow it did, but they did it in a way it scared you where it made you not want to go in the water, and they didn't have to do all the crazy new effects, like all the blood going everywhere, the sharks doing crazy abnormal things to scare you. It scared you with a basic premise. Yeah, it was was very basic. Um, They didn't have too many crazy effects like you said at the beginning of the movie it was just ropes and and people pulling the actress down like when you do so much with so little it just it's the best and steven spielberg is one of the greatest of all time some say the greatest of all time um and it shows and the, the direction and everything that was put into this by this man um it's you no wonder why he's uh regarded as one of the greatest i mean for me, another besides Steven Spielberg, besides John Williams, um, I'm a fan of editing. It's what made me my money in L.A. It still continues to make money to this day. I love editing. It's such an important role in the movie. Obviously, if you don't have an editor, you don't have a movie. You just have a bunch of random raw footage sitting in the hard drive somewhere. Um, the pacing of this movie, it's very slow burn, but for a reason it just keeps building it's like the song it's like the theme and it like it's they like fits the like the theme song fits the entire theme of the movie it's a slow burn until that that crescendo at the end of the movie where all that stuff's happening it's just perfect so um 
it won Best Film Editing at the 1976 Academy Awards. It won three statues that year for Best Sound, Best Film Editing, and of course, Best Music. And it was uh, nominated for Best Picture. So it's pretty, pretty epic. Yeah, just just a movie that stands the test of time. Like, you can watch it now, and you if you didn't know that it was from 1976, you wouldn't know it. You, you'd watch it and be like, yeah, that looks like a shark movie now. My, there's nothing in that movie that makes you think, oh, wow, this is 40 years old, like over 40 years old. There's mm-hmm. nothing in the movie that makes you think that. Besides exactly. maybe like some clothes and like some the actual film, like the picture. Like mm-hmm. if you looked at it and you watched enough movies, you would be like, oh, well, yeah, that's an older movie because – Hey, they're not wearing super bright clothes, and their the picture on the uh, video camera isn't super super bright. And but yeah. apart from that, that's the only thing that you could say about this movie, where you'd be like, "Oh yeah, th- this movie looks just like something would that would get made today." And the characters, like you say, they kind of round this uh, conversation um, up because we don't want to waste too much time because we want people to go watch this and relive it and then talk, talk to us on social about it because we'll, we'll sit there with you all day to talk about it. Um, yeah, I, I can talk this movie until I'm blue in the face. Um, just everyone, you know, Richard Dreyfuss' character, you know, the smart kid that comes and, and is there to help monitor everything. You have Quint who's that old guy who's been through some stuff, seen some shit. Um, and then you have the the sheriff, Roy, um, Roy Schneider, um, uh, one of the greatest actors. And, you know, Brody's such a such a great character that um, he, he's basically, I you know, all three of them are iconic. I mean, they're just, just an iconic trio. And especially that, like, I love that scene, the iconic scene when they're sitting in the boat and, and, and Quint gives that speech, you know? Like it's that speech that is often imitated, but never, you know, um, what's that phrase? No, often imitated, never duplicated. Uh, never duplicated. But uh, he just kills it, and just you know, all the characters, man. Like it's just it's a it's you you care about each and every character. Yeah, like Robert Shaw, and the crazy thing is the chemistry between Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfus. They hated each other. In real life, like they could oh, yeah. barely stand to work together, and that's what played into their chemistry on the the set of the of the film. That's why they look like they legit hate each other. It's because they really did. They did not get along. They had a fist fight like the second or third day of filming, where they they just hated each other. They could not stand to be around each other, but. On the thought of Quint, like I said earlier, he he is arguably my favorite movie character of all time. Just because, like you said, when they're all sitting uh, down in the deck and they're talking and he talks about being on the USS Indianapolis when it sank and just floating and the sharks attacking all his friends or they're just banded together just trying to get somewhere and sharks are just picking them off one by one. And that's the reason he hands Hooper and Brody life jackets and he doesn't take one. Because earlier in the movie, he said he would never wear a life jacket again. And he held true to that promise. But as we go through our Shark Week, 
this is the pinnacle for characters in a shark film that we just don't see anymore. Like, you just don't get it, and that's what makes movies. That's what makes these kind of movies great, is the characters. And I don't know if the filmmakers for these newer movies just don't care, or if they just want the cheap pops with sharks, but it's so frustrating because there's so many decent to good shark movies that could be so much better without one or two big hiccups and we'll be talking about them over the over the course of the week for sure for sure um i have no complaints ever about this movie i can't i can't say like I, i could talk the good all day there is no bad and there is sure as hell no ugly in this movie the only ugly about this movie is that it ended (laughs) <laughs> the only ugly okay. about this movie is they freaking made Jaws 2, which was somewhat bearable, and then they made Jaws 3D, which is atrocious, and then they made Jaws the Revenge. That's the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it deserves... It, it is the first... If I could give it zero stars, I would. It's a half a star. It's not even minus five stars. Of smash it to pieces. It's below that. I don't know what <laughs> score we can put that's below smash it to pieces, but that's what Jaws: The Revenge is at. Like, it's so it's so blatantly bad. And there's been some terrible shark movies, but it is right up there as one of them that is just truly awful. Um, before we get to your score, because I kind of figured we already know what this is going to be, <laughs> I'm going to give it a four point seven five. Um, it is one of the greatest of all time. You can't hate it, and if you do, you have no soul. I'm just kidding. Eh, maybe I'm not. Who knows? Um, I'm not kidding. I don't. I have not met a person that said they don't like this movie. It, it, it doesn't have to be your favorite. Yeah, I'd hit them. I'd probably go to jail. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be your favorite movie, but just what this movie was for the time period it came out and how it still holds its value now. That's what's so impressive. And, of course, I don't even have to give you my score. It's it's the holiest of grails for me. I own this movie. I still own my VHS. I have the DVD copy. I have a Blu-ray. I have all the collector's edition copies. And Richard Dreyfuss is sadly the only casting actor or actress main actor or actress that's still alive from this movie so that's another little fun fact I know way too many of these fun facts for Jaws I gotta quit talking about this movie people are gonna think like I'm like psycho on this movie but I, <laughs> I, yeah I pretty much am um, there is a antique store here where I'm at and um, it's this gigantic antique store. They got everything. There's like a nook, nook and cranny. You find something, right? And they, they have vinyl. They have DVDs. They have VHSs. They have laser discs. They have actual antiques, sporting memorabilia. They have everything. And um, they have an original pressing of the Jaw soundtrack. And uh, it's like twenty bucks um, oh, on vinyl. On vinyl. And I think I'm gonna eventually pick it up. Yeah, I need so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe we'll get it for you. I want to. I just want to buy a boat and just slap an orca sticker on it. 
<laughs> if I ever buy a boat, I never will. But if I ever had a boat, it would be named the Orca. Like just that. There's no other boat name. It's the Orca or nothing. Yeah. There you go. Well, that concludes our review and discussion on Jaws. Uh, stay tuned for more Shark Week as tomorrow you'll get the Shallows, um, which will be fun to talk about. Yeah, uh, it will be very fun. <laughs> polarizing. Um, very. But uh, you can follow us on uh, Stardust, Letterbox, and Twitter at RR. Uh, film pod we have a new shirt uh coming out with our new logo on it shout out to our boy um give him the the, the name the twitter name Nahel, i think it's uh n underscore edv i believe i'm not 100 percent sure but i believe that's his twitter at he, he designs just awesome awesome stuff like it, yeah it, it's insane like that, that that's definitely going on a shirt he turned me into Buzz Lightyear once. I still have it, and it's great. Um, uh, and I'm not even that big of a Toy Story fan. Like, I love it, but, like, I don't, like, it's not like I'm not a big fan. But that day when Ann and I came back as uh, Woody and, and Buzz, respectively, it was it was a good day. Um, we couldn't even sell the shirt because it got pulled down pretty fast. I think Ann is the only person who has, like, a copy of the shirt. Um, but that is it for us. Uh, stay tuned for more Shark Week. Like I said, Shallow's coming up, Deep Blue Sea coming up, uh, The Reef, uh, uh, all the movies that we're going to be talking about this all week. All the shark movies. It's going to be good and times. if you're on Twitter, be sure to use the hashtag RRSharkWeekExtravaganza if you're talking about us, for us, about a shark movie, maybe one that we don't review. There is going to be, I have to mention this, on Wednesday of Shark Week, Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I believe, they're they're doing a first ever. They're doing a new shark movie, like a legit shark movie. It's starring uh, Josh Duhamel, Duhamel, or however you say his last name. Uh, I haven't seen a preview for it, but the plot that I read seems like it might be all right. Of course, I'm going to watch it. It's a shark movie, but uh, I don't know. Just for people to know. There you go. Well, we'll see you soon on another episode of the R&R Pot of Film. I'm Glenn Rodriguez and Cody Repass. We'll see you at the movies. See you there. Don't go into the water. <laughs>